Hi guys, it's Elena here with Let's Not Pretend Podcast, and today I'm super excited to say that I have uh, someone I've been listening to for a couple years now, I think since senior year of college, um, and go ahead, you can introduce yourself. His actual name is Sam Glass, but what do you go by? Uh, Sam is what they call me. Uh, okay, well, your, your yeah. artist's name. Oh, well. Yes, of course. Uh, I play music under the Coward Robert Ford. I have been since 2017, I believe. Nice. Okay, uh, since 2017. Yes. Uh, mm -hmm. Okay, because some of your releases, I think, is your earliest release 2018 or do you have stuff released from 2017? If you've been around, there are like maybe 20 or 30 people that have been around since like 2017. Wow. And I did two songs back then. Um, and I sent it out to like, uh, you know, people I wish I wouldn't have sent it out to really embarrassing stuff. Uh, <laughs> that stuff that's blacklisted. The only song that's like, uh, ever made that like made the cut was soul. It originally made Haunter and then I removed it because it was kind of mean spirited. I didn't like it. It was just a dumb teen song. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I was just like, nah, the person that I wrote it about, they don't deserve that. So I was like, I'm not going to do that to him. Like, yeah, I was in the wrong in that entire uh, It was situation. just a matter of, like, really just having to get out those feelings mm. in a way. And then now you're like, oh, they're out. I can, you know, I can delete it. Yeah. I, I get like, it. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm early enough where I'm like, yeah, nobody is really paying attention, so I can just delete this. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. As far as I know. Um. I think one fan apologized for covering it one time because it was it's a really simple song to play. And he asked me if he could cover it. And I was like, yeah, sure. But just so you know, it's like I don't I don't even associate with that song anymore. Oh, the so song like, that you wanted the song that you took down, someone covered that mm -hmm. one. Oh, mm -hmm. interesting. Yeah. And I I it's like, dude, yeah, no, I, I I don't harp on you. I don't hate you for it or anything. Don't trust me. I, it's cool that you want to cover it um i was just like I, I don't know it's not my song anymore you can have it if you want it <laughs> you, you can have just it. download the mp3 and put it under your own name yeah i'm sure i mean i think uh rate your music still listed on the album so and it's not there anymore so oh. i don't know but yeah 2017 is how long okay so okay that's been it's been about five years yeah about to be mm -hmm. on six. Um, mm -hmm. I guess I just started thinking, what if you had to pick the song that you would want someone to like cover, <laughs> which one mm -hmm. would you want? 
man, it's so challenging. But uh, I would love to see somebody tackle uh, probably, you know, like one of the more obscure ones that have a lot of harder hitting parts. Like, uh, I fucking hate all my friends. That would be really interesting. Uh, ones where it was like, it's it's less Ben Howardy and more, uh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, more aggressive than your typical folk artist with an acoustic, at least in my opinion. Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, interesting. So since 2017, had a couple of those singles out, and then 2018 you had uh, your, the was it Snuff? In 2018, or is that one? Yeah, yeah. It followed up like literally a month after Black Hymns with Snuff. Yeah. Okay, okay, okay. So how about this? Mm-hmm. If or you 2019, could... I should say. That one's 2019. Okay. Yeah, they're both 2019. Like I took I like a, the... a year break, pretty much, and I was just like, I'm, I'm gonna just kind of hang out, right. And uh, there's interesting stories about it, but we could, we can get to that. But uh, yeah, the, it was for snuff. I mean, yeah, I, I was assuming for all of your releases, and that was a question I had: whether or not um, each of these releases did have a specific story, or that they were just sort of an exploration of themes or experiences, mm-hmm. or um, if you could just go ahead and tell me with each of your albums. Uh, what those albums would generally mean or what the purpose was for releasing those. Yeah. So as far as I know, Haunter, so I guess I should rewind a bit in terms of for like, cause it's a whole lead up to get the Haunter. But um, uh, currently I live in Jacksonville, Florida, but I originally started out as a musician in Ohio I played in a <laughs> nice. couple of bands. Yeah. Um, oh, really? What kind? Of, what? Yeah, uh, so interesting. They jump in genre quite, quite drastically. Uh, so my first was a post-hardcore band, like Hot nice. Topic. You know, uh, I hated it. I hated every aspect of it. Um, but it did get me in the door with interesting people okay uh i like for instance like every saturday night in that band we would hang out with attack attack uh that was the big thing because you'd go over to caleb's house and i literally faked being a christian uh to hang out with the man uh but it was interesting but i hated that that genre i hate um, is it you hate it you know, now or did you start hating it when you I made didn't it? even like it like I hated Pierce the Veil I I the closest I ever got to a scene kid back in the day was yeah of course it straightened my hair a little bit you know but you kind of had to in that scene but uh <laughs> I loved like dance Gavin dance I still love dance Gavin dance so <laughs> yeah. it's like I, I don't I don't really even consider a scene but I hated all those bands in that scene so Eventually, that band just dissipated. Uh, and I think what year was that? When you were doing oh, the other bands, was that? That was like freshman year of high school. We were playing. Like oh wow, years. that's yeah. really early. Holy smokes! Yeah, I started very early. Well, because my dad, 
my dad insisted like every glass boy has to be a musician so Oh, interesting. I I started early on yeah Oh, really interesting. <laughs> yeah my well I mean you there's me and then on my dad's side there's my half brother Aaron and Aaron is the only one of us to experience like a bit of fame because he was the guitarist for the Ataris for a period, which is a very, very larger band uh, and, than any other band that I met. Um, and that got me in the door, like, young as a kid, I'd grow up and I'd, I'd go to, like, Warp Tour. Yeah, Um, yeah. and because, you know, my brother's playing with, like, half these bands. That's sick. So you kind of grew. Okay, so yeah, you grew up with this. You Uh, mm -hmm. had this. Is your Mm hmm father? Uh, it it was he a musician? Yeah. Yeah. Yes, he was he was a full-time truck driver, but he did side hustle pretty much all of my childhood as a painter and a blues musician. Blues, Uh he is blues. a yeah, he was a big blues guy. Uh like I grew up listening to a lot of like BB King, Yeah, uh yeah, cool. Bob Dylan. was the like huge one to the point where I'm named after him to a degree with my middle name because my older brother, he has Robert as his middle name. And then I'm, I'm Dylan as my middle name. Oh, So interesting. my dad thought he was real clever on that. Real clever. Uh, and is your brother, is he still making music now or? Oh no, he's a high school teacher now. So he is a art teacher, the cool art teacher covered in tattoos. That would Nice. be my brother. That sounds cool. Yeah. Okay. Well, um, I mean, I guess another time I'll have your brother. <laughs> but as for now, um, okay. So you have the, uh, let's go to your, yeah, your 2019 Yeah. Yeah. release and then. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, so where I was getting at was basically before uh haunter like after that band i went into another band called the the shittiest name possible but it was on purpose it's called cat turtle and uh it was like a punk funk band uh where it was me my buddy carter uh ben and uh alden rachel uh, too many So you to had name a lot of people. Yeah, the, we had at least like maybe up to 10 members in the band at once. Wow. And it was like a slipknot situation where we would have a trash can player or we would have uh, literally somebody designated to just dance on stage for no reason. Um, but And this was it in, was, this was in high school? it was a dumb band. Yeah, this was like senior year. of high school and that was my first taste of like playing shows to like a big audience because we like sold nearly sold out like two venues uh and one of them was much bigger than your average like local bands like venue it was at the newport music hall uh for people in ohio they don't know that Oh, yeah, because only you were one in pilots Ohio. got big there yeah Oh, I see. Um, but that was quite the band, but, um, we, like, we would do things like, uh, and I think that's where a lot of the experimental side of me comes out is because when I'd hang out with Carter 
and everybody in that band we would be thinking up like the dumbest shit that we could do for a song and um like for instance we we came up like for one song we would have one person dress up in like a dick costume like a full body dick costume uh and the other and the other person uh that's not doing anything for that song they dress up in the vagina costume and then they slow dance on stage while we play so it. sort of like performative a little or yeah, theatrical just... mm-hmm. uh and then it like, was it supposed like... to be like a sort of funny type band just sort of jokes yeah, and giggles like, the goal was to not take it seriously and we knew that people would enjoy it because we enjoyed it we thought it was hilarious so like we we would just think of the dumbest shit like i think we did a. I remember one time we did a sabotage cover by the beastie boys at one of the shows and i can't even remember what we were doing but something dumb was happening on stage and it made another guy in the audience really mad at me uh, uh just one guy uh and i remember just a part of it just feeling like uh i don't know how this made him so mad but anyway uh yeah it was like we that guy just hated the entire vision he thought it was the dumbest thing ever he just wanted his money back uh and the entire audience turned on him uh it was oh that kind of sucks yeah but yeah yeah but uh sounds like a nightmare (laughs) yeah but he like he didn't uh nobody heard him but like uh it was just like i don't know it's weird uh anyway i'm running on i don't I, i'm really bad <laughs> it's okay. but uh yeah but uh it right after that band broke up this is where like the the setup for like this project started where okay. Okay, everybody see. went off to college and, and for me i wanted to go to college but right as it was happening my mom gets like she meets her long lost like sisters because my mom was adopted and uh she never got to meet like her sisters they all got split up at birth they all found each other one of them offers her a job uh out in california and i had no choice but to go uh because i was like i have no money i can't stay behind um so i i went along and turns out it was like it it put me in like homelessness for like two years my mom and i really uh yeah in california this was started off in california we lived in la jolla um basically once we got there it was like this tiny little shit shack of a house that my aunt was living in i don't really consider my aunt but uh she wanted us to work for her catering job which i did I, i did work for it but i worked for free um and then yeah. i had to get another job on top of that yeah. and give her all the money from that job yeah yeah and so my mom and i stuck out in the middle of the night and i think we drove wow back home to my dad's state which was indiana and that's where my mom's family also lived okay um lived at my grandma's for a minute then Oh my gosh, we went so many places. After that, we Sounds went like to lot, Pennsylvania. Yeah. Yeah, okay, we went to cool. Pennsylvania after that. Um, but I was 
basically in like the most rundown part of Pennsylvania, sleeping on my mom's friend's couch. Um, Some to parts the point of where Pennsylvania can get pretty. Bad. Yeah, yeah, it was it was really bad. Uh, I can't even remember. It was near where the most interesting part. It was near where Tidal Fight came from, which was Kingston. Uh, so, uh, like it being near like hardcore legends felt pretty cool other than that i hated it there even it's though really... you don't like hardcore anymore uh, well like <laughs> that kind of hardcore i fuck with it oh, but okay. the scene the scene kid like uh you know oh I it was more of like that legs. specific scene that you weren't but yeah, yeah like where it's like scream 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 and then <laughs> like kind of like fucking on top of it like dude man that's why dance gavin dance is like the only one i like um but after that went to back to indiana slept on somebody else's couch then back to pennsylvania uh i worked at a juvenile detention center uh and that got me back up on my feet uh and that was a Dude, scary ass job super like that's really interesting there was always a small part yeah. of me that was like i wonder what that would be like it's it's not fun uh, it's not were you fun. like a security I, guard or were you doing night, sort of helping <gasps> yeah oh my god uh, so like i i didn't that's a part of like kind of where the bleak worldview stuff comes in on the albums oh, that, is yeah, like yeah. i got it from that era of like where i didn't even see the sun mm -hmm. um and while all of this is going on uh, this is the big plot twist is that i've been i've been in a relationship this entire time um to the point where when i moved it was just a long distance relationship we had known each other before i moved for like three or four years around yeah. there um and right at the tail end of that like homeless spell uh we she broke up with me i, I couldn't take it i literally couldn't take it uh and it, it led to like a really bad bad uh i guess stage in my life where i was just like i i felt like i had nothing anymore i was like yeah. i don't have a house don't i yeah. i lost my long-term relationship after at that point we had known each other seven years holy shit um yeah and i was just like i i don't know what else to do so it was just a comp yeah sort of massive issues mm -hmm. that sort of happened or not even like just well, kind of yeah, it, shit I that you have to deal older. with. Yeah, yeah. like it, I, as I've gotten older and her and I talked it out like years later. Nice. Um, but it was like I felt like I had nothing. And I felt I yeah. fell into drugs and alcohol pretty goddamn bad. Yeah, um, for sure. And then, yeah, like I, I would literally, as soon as I'd get home, I would just drink until I fell asleep and then like wake up hungover and then go back into work and do it again and watch over kids uh, that were like threatening to like set me on fire or something. Jesus um, Christ. Yeah. yeah. It was not fun. Uh, but then uh, my buddy Derek asked me, Hey, uh, I've known him since I was like five years old. He said, uh, come back, come back to Indiana and, uh me and zach my other friends are gonna get an apartment and we want you to like be with us you can just get a job here 
uh, and finally have like a home. And That's cool. that's where, yeah, And it that's ended up where working the project out. started was there. Yeah, that was the first, like, you know, okay, I'm all right. But, like, I still, yeah, yeah. it took me a long time to reach that spot. Yeah, Um, yeah. but, Sometimes it really does yeah. take time, and that's it. Sometimes it's mm -hmm. just time that does it for you because this type of, like, these types of opportunities will eventually arise, like it did with you. Yeah. Exactly. You kind of have to feel like shit for like a period of time. And I mean, at some point exactly. in our lives, we're going to feel like it again. But every each time you get a little bit better at handling it and managing it. Mm -hmm. now, exactly. I'm not saying you're going to be homeless again. But what I'm trying to say is like, no, you know, you're going to go like no, you, no. me and every other human in this world is going to go through something again. Oh, yeah. Not a not a doubt in my mind, I, in which I did. But I handled it much better. Mm -hmm. the, the second time but i'll get to that but uh uh we end up move. i end up moving into this above garage apartment out in the middle of nowhere shout out hartford city indiana uh met city baby uh you definitely have but, an accent like just right there like i don't even mm -hmm. know what the accent is but you have one <laughs> yeah but yeah my dad sounded like he was from alabama and he just grew up in indiana his whole life so i, I don't i don't know where why we talk like this but we do but uh yeah they it was an above garage apartment right next to uh my friend zach's uh father-in-law's like house that he was turning into i'm not kidding an orphanage uh it was a very old house the point where my mom knew of the house didn't want me to move into it she said it was haunted uh and it was very much so at least i think Derek doesn't think so but i think so but uh that's where the general ideas for haunter came from was oh was that makes there. sense now yeah I see, yeah I see. yeah were you actually terrified of... or <laughs> yeah yeah the 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 one the two best stories that i got or three or at least when i arrived was my buddy Derek pulls me downstairs uh, into the basement of the main house. He's like, you've got to see this. This is so weird. So we go down there and there, uh, we go down. It's like the, the basement's all cement. It's completely cement. And then there's this weird little room off to the right that has like no purpose. There's nothing in it, just more cement. It looks like it was meant to be like a storage closet. They didn't finish it. And there's like this weird symbol painted on the wall. Uh, and I remember him and I both looking at it and I, I kept looking at it. I was like, dude, this is making me feel like really weird. I just want to get out of here. Like that doesn't make me feel good. So uh, I think I ended up doing research on it. We both did it had <laughs> something to do with children. It was like some like weird demonology thing. Well, hell no. Oh, uh, take yeah. that way. And yeah. yeah uh, and then the my next experience was uh, I got home from work. I had been working like some shitty gas station job. And basically my routine was, is my friends are asleep. I'm going to go into the woods, listen to like radio heads in rainbows and smoke weed uh, with the, with the dog outside. Um, I love that. And, yeah, yeah. So it was like it was like three in the morning, 
I was like, a, I it, to get to where I usually smoke would be like off into like some bushes somewhere uh, near the woods. But to get there, I had to walk around the back half of the like the main house. And that back half used to be like a church uh, back in the day. So imagine like an old run down church in the middle of woods. I have to walk behind it um, or the, to get uh... where I'm going. Or the yeah. albums that you have out, not even to like distract you on what you're trying to say mm. right now. No, go are ahead. those go albums ahead. that you have the pictures of the houses in the woods? Are those no, that? no, 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 oh. no? I wish that would be cool. Because those look like, fucking cool. I love that album art. It just looks so like pastel, spooky mm-hmm. sort of. It reminds me of uh, Drowse's album art a little bit, like yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't have the yeah, I, I don't have the record. Right I now. I know exactly which one. You you're know which one I'm about. talking about. The one that was yeah, like, yeah, recorded yeah, yeah. in uh in the winter. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I and the thing is, I didn't even get introduced to his stuff until like well after uh like I'd been doing this uh but um yeah that that, I was going around behind it and um I the dog that usually follows me we didn't have to have her on a leash or anything she was just a puppy um and she wouldn't go with me for some reason it was really weird she just wouldn't move forward I was like whatever all right I'm just gonna keep going forward uh, and as I'm going forward, uh, I see something off of my peripheral. I'm already a little bit high at this point. But uh, if you've smoked weed before, weed doesn't I've mess with I've never smoked weed in my entire life. Never. I know you haven't. I, I can vouch. Elena can has vouch. never smoked weed. I've never smoked Ever. Neither have I. This is all hypothetical. Yeah, this is um, completely hypothetical. <laughs> Yeah, completely hypothetical. Uh, didn't happen, but wink, you know. Wink, wink. Uh, <laughs> but um, I saw something off in the peripheral, and I I was like, oh, that's weird. But then I realized that oh shit, I saw something like walking next to me in my peripheral at three in the morning, out in the woods. Uh, and then I looked over, and I just saw like it was like almost like a figure, and I hate it because it's so fucking cliche, like. It, it was like almost like a little girl looking figure like up to my waist and it made me take off but i saw like something like looked like a little girl if if, if you ever seen um harry astor's uh hereditary the movie no but i know what movie you're talking about i never watched it yeah there's a there's a scene where tony collette looks in there uh into her art room and sees her dead mother smiling at her in the dark that same level uh, I looked exactly what I looked like saw it looked exactly like that but um, I took off uh, <laughs> and then I like calmed out and then I smoked more weed uh, then you smoked <laughs> even more yeah the best way to uh, the best way to combat paranoia is just to get more paranoia just smoke more weed that's what you should do every single yeah, time kids, Why would that's you how you cure all your Mm-hmm. Every problem you ever have in life will definitely be solved by drugs. It, it uh, that's a uh, lie. Yeah, of but of course um, I should have worn my uh my dare sweater. I'll wear that. Yeah, next time. yeah. But uh, that was that was where I got the idea for the name Haunter, and I was like, I'm 
I didn't know what to name the project at the time. I was just going to go by like Sam Glass because I've been yeah. listening to a lot of Ben Howard and uh, Bon Iver as, as you know, cliche as oh that gosh, was. Yeah, I used to love, I mean, yeah, that is extremely cliche. Yeah, like a white boy with an acoustic really guitar. He was really good. He was really yeah. good. I mean, I liked his stuff when I was a uh, when I was like fifteen and sixteen. Yeah, yeah. No, he's, he's still great. Some uh, of his, I don't his, listen to him as much, but yeah, he's his album fantastic. for Emma Forever Ago was still such a classic. Like, oh, that yeah, that that was the one. It's that, really that was a classic. Like, I'm gonna do this. I didn't really yeah. like his electronic shit though. I wasn't a big fan of. No, it. it's uh, he abandoned the sad mentality, and that's your first mistake. That's the first mistake. I swear, I swear, every band that abandons it never does well, ever. Oh my gosh, you're right. <laughs> yeah, no, I had I got into a debate with this with my with my buddy Derek. Uh, he's like, I think you can like have like a happy album here and there. I'm like, no, you can't. <laughs> look, 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 look at all like the great like bands, like at the time before Jesse Lacey was a piece of shit. Before we knew he was a piece of shit, brand new was like the band. That was like the best band. And all those albums just got more depressing. Uh, but my example is Radiohead. Radiohead literally gets more miserable the more you listen to it. They don't ever make a happy album. <laughs> I, like ever. They got sadder. <laughs> they and got it works. Sadder. Yeah. They got worse. Like that, that's my theory, at least. The more sad you get, the better. I, like, I kind of feel the as, same way. I mean, mm -hmm. I think this is just my opinion. Happy music is fun. It is fun. It's fun, yeah. No, I but love it's kind of like Brooks fun Dunn, for like you know, root scooting boogie. Boot scootin it's boogie. fun, but you just sort of listen to it on the side while you're cleaning or you're while you're walking. It's not something that I sit down and really experience as like a a, a sort of. I don't know, I'm taking, like, when I listen to other kinds of music, like the stuff we listen to, and also your own mm -hmm. stuff, right? Um, mm -hmm. I don't know, I, like, actually, it's one of those types of music where I do want to set a time that side, and I do want to listen to it. And even if I'm not setting time aside, even if I was w w walking and listening to it or whatever, it's always kind of something I'm thinking about, right? It's not like mm -hmm. I don't know, other kind of music you just put on the side. You just put it on to have it on. Um, mm -hmm. but yeah, no, I I completely agree. Like I, yeah, I can't live my life without hollow notes. Okay, I love hollow notes, but I'm not sitting there thinking about like the intricacies of like mental health when I'm listening to Man Eater. You know, like uh, it's that's just how it is. And uh, it is like look at the bands that started off sad. Like, it doesn't even have to be in, like, the genre I'm in. Uh, you know, uh, Seriously, yeah. Fall Out Boy was, like, yeah, my yeah. big one growing up. I loved Fall Out Boy, dearly. First ever record I bought was From Under a Cork Tree. Um, and then it goes to Folly Adu, and you're like, this is Folly a dog shit. It's bad. Yeah. It's a bad record. Um, you're but pretty funny, again, actually. Yeah, I, I try. Yeah, you, know? you just say I try. But uh, okay, what's your favorite? He... Wait, random ass question. Now that we're talking mm -hmm. about really sad music, and this seems like yes. sort of influential for you. Um, mm -hmm. you meant you've been talking about Radiohead, of course. What is your radio? Your favorite Radiohead song? Oh gosh, it's got to be Daydreaming. Yeah, that was so good. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, daydreaming is that is it's it's ethereal. It's haunting. It makes me want to cry. So good. It's sweeping, and then you get to that like backwards like portion, which like that's what I borrowed from on Black Masks, uh, for lights. With those, like I wanted that kind of thing where it just ends with like reverse vocal yeah yeah yeah. uh and it makes it makes you feel like oh god that was heavy that was supposed to feel heavy i'm supposed to feel things right um, yeah otherwise i'm not feeling anything that's why yeah, I exactly to fucking music yeah yeah it was like oh god oh god i have to go listen to the fucking fergie's london bridge to like go get my spirits up you know all but, year uh, round yeah no easily well okay hold on daydreaming and then probably exit music for a film would be like a very close second yeah yeah but those are those are my two go-tos okay, okay. like let's let's yeah. get miserable mm-hmm. uh yeah i don't really listen to radiohead like that like that i definitely have songs mm-hmm. that i like but it's not something that i'm like i mean a lot a lot of people that i know really like them so I, I it's tell interesting you what, to hear that you're you're borrowing some of those um techniques from a specific oh, yeah. artist yeah are there yeah other no artists? i, I did oh there's a there's a ton um uh like growing influence, up are they all influencing um all of your albums or do certain artists influence certain albums that's a good fucking question uh damn i don't know haunter was definitely influenced by like at the time I had just heard Giles Corey or Giles Corey, um, whatever you want to call it. Uh, the grammar this is a police no shame zone. We don't shame people for not uh, <laughs> pronouncing their names. Incorrectly. Yeah, uh, but I I had heard. Um, I of course I got introduced to him. I got introduced to Dan Barrett the same way everybody else does which was uh, No One Is Ever Going to Want Me by uh, Giles Corey. And uh, I was like, this is the best thing I've ever heard. This is the best thing I've ever heard. I need to, I want to do something like this. Um, and that's almost why, like, I always had a problem with Haunter was Haunter always felt like a little more carbon copy. And then it gets even more embarrassing when I sent that album to Dan and he said he'd listen to it and he never never messes so yeah so it's you like, should uh, listen to your other stuff because it's genuinely good like this is not i need y'all to know whoever's listening I to this that. i'm not the type of person i definitely did not just find this guy sam on a random ass internet and just asked him to fucking interview me like interview with me i genuinely listen to this guy's music and we listen to the same music so i think anyone who's into i think the funds are honestly completely like that whole scene should definitely mm-hmm. check out your music because it's very very similar mm-hmm. i've had a lot of fans assume that i was signed to fluencer i was like a fucking yeah. witch no i'm not of course i'm not uh <laughs> i was like i have 200 monthly listeners on spotify dude what do you mean i'm signed to fluencer i wish i think i know what i said so <laughs> oh there it is there, there we are it finally. Is. Um, we're back. We're back. We're back, buddies. We're back for on some the serious podcast. Just Who kidding. wants to know about model trains, baby? Um, yeah. All Let's right, get ready? Into the model trains. Yeah. We're here for a really 
really important question that has an extremely important answer. <laughs> um, <laughs> I just basically asked uh, Sam a little bit earlier. I just start audio cut off, unfortunately. Um, I had asked him about his recording process and he made this public on his band camp, but his last uh, couple releases, he had done it um, strictly off of iPhone with a low, almost to zero dollar budget. I wanted to know mm-hmm. what his, um, what your basically approach was to music. If you are using that, uh, that style of creation. Uh, yeah. So uh, for me, it was always about trying to make the most out of it that like it most out of like nothing basically i i knew going into it that i wouldn't be able to afford like a like you know fucking home studio like that soundcloud rappers have where it's like they got fucking subwoofers and shit um so it's like i'm i'm just gonna hunker yeah, it's down expensive it's an expensive yeah. hobby yeah no it's so terrible um the thing i think your shit that... just goes to fucking point out though that's why i'm mm-hmm. fucking saying it's really important to have you on this podcast because it mm-hmm. really goes to show you don't need to spend all this money on a studio you don't need to spend all this money on a mixer or a master sure go ahead and do that that's awesome but you're mm-hmm. out here making good fucking music like not even exaggerating and y'all can listen to his shit and when you do you're gonna be like what he recorded this just off of iphone because i would have never known that yeah that's that's most people's first reactions they don't they, i don't even I tell never people guessed. if i show it to them well it's interesting uh, I, I, you, then i then i tell them after it's done but you know you uh when you make your music it seems like you layer it seems like you layer it a lot mm-hmm yeah yeah that that's is what you a do component mm-hmm. yeah yeah so okay so Huge tell me layers. i walk into your i walk into your room or, or wherever you make the music what goes on from the start to the finish how do you do it so basically um i what i did for black hymns was a lot easier and i wish i still had it um but i would i would hunker down in like a walk-in closet um basically you know no noise is coming in there um and i would turn on uh mic monitoring uh find something that sounded really pretty in terms of like song structure and like chords and notes um i would usually i don't want to give away my secret ingredient because i know nobody else is doing it um but i will tell you to play around I play around in like different tunings. There's one tuning I use specifically nobody's figured out yet. Um, And I don't think anybody's going to figure it out. (laughs) But uh, I fold around in like different tunings, find something that I like. I tap out the tempo with my foot. GarageBand literally will tell you to tap your tempo. Do that. I'll tap the tempo. do a couple of measures of playing the note, loop the note, and then basically come up with a lead. And then from there, you're just making a song. Um, the hard parts now um, would be doing the equalizing and the mastering. Um, that is the hardest and, part. Yeah. Um, finding the proper ambiance that you want to everything 
Um, reverb is a really good tool for it. Yeah, yeah. Um, reverb can be a good to... tool. It, it can be a crutch, though, if you lean too much on oh, it. Oh, it can definitely be a crutch, I feel like, mm -hmm. for sure. Yeah, um, you don't want to be... There's probably you know... other ways you could accomplish the reverb effect, but not use reverb. Exactly. Um, like, there is fantastic extensions. Not a lot of people know this, that you can add on to your iPhone GarageBand uh, with extensions that are like, will do entirely new effects that GarageBand just doesn't have baked into them. Where um, do you get those? Do you mean that they're not like the extra downloads with it? Are they or are they something third party? They're they're like third party applications that are on the iTunes store, like app store. Really? Are uh, they free so or do you have to pay? There's paid there's paid ones, but I only used free for every record I've done. Uh I've never bought a single extension either. That's um, crazy. I've only done the free ones. Um so everything that I use to make every record, including this most recent one, is available to anybody right now for free on uh iphone at least I, I i'm pretty sure there's something on android i just can't remember it for the life of me uh but most of those extension creators uh make uh an extension for the other other uh mixing programs cool. okay nice that's a good little, uh, little yeah. hint or tip to have right yeah i would say um also most Sometimes people really always is. shy away from them but uh, don't ever feel like you shouldn't use samples. I remember for such a long time, I I didn't want to do the concept of doing somebody else using using somebody else's sample because I felt like I didn't make it. Uh, you can make samples your own. That's why they're there. Um, just don't leave them as is. That's that's it. Um, as for drums. This is the big one that I always get, um, and I'll I'll I can I'll give this secret away. But uh, I don't know about other programs on phones. GarageBand has a thing called the Drummer, uh, where it will if you tell it to follow a certain stem in the song, the drum track will follow that stem. Uh, so if you notice on like, for example, uh, Bangkok, I believe it's following the main guitar, um, and you can feel it in the bass drum, which is always really important for me. Um, and you have total like control over how those drums sound, if it's doing a fill, uh, by the end of the measure, stuff like that. Um, it's going to sound really naked, but then that's where your extensions come in. Uh, you just don't want to go too crazy because you don't want to end up having to look for like Neil Peart for your like live band. So because you don't want you don't want them to like be playing like crazy like math rock uh, drums. It's going to fucking ruin it. <laughs> you need uh, you need. Basically, I always stick to if the drummer from Weezer can play it, I'll put it. In. <laughs> I'm that's, dead. that's my that's that's my theory. If the yeah. drummer from Weezer can play it, then I, uh, you can as well. Yeah, yeah, that's a, that's that's all you need. One, uh, fucking, I basically, really, in seriousness, just stuck to, I could play this. 
Uh, so, and I'm not a good drummer. Uh, I I have basic knowledge of it, but not much. Damn, that's crazy. Okay, and, so uh, you got a lot of okay. So it's sort of a lang, and then okay, that's a good process. That makes sense, though. But um, then the key, and yeah, the key in all of it, though, most important, make something out of nothing. Uh, just yeah. basically, like if you have a flaw, look for the magic in it. Um, like if it's if it's a background noise, if it's a hum that like annoys you in your recording, fuck it, just like uh make it the ambiance you can probably pitch shift it and turn it into something there's there's background hum in all of my songs and nobody gives a shit so that makes me happy yeah sometimes you could literally never tell or you could you could always just say something's part of it sound. yeah or like learn, you can literally take literally learn equalizing and you can take it out you can you learn can take it out yeah you could out. do that you could um i like that sound though to be completely honest um, mm-hmm but uh yeah, there's a charm about it i want to ask this i know we've been talking for a while there's a few more that i want to ask but yeah, uh, basically i really wanted to ask and i don't think i've asked this question for anyone yet um <laughs> but so you have been mu- making music for quite a while now longer than i actually thought and you were in two band or two bands right um yeah out of all Not of that nearly as important as this one but yeah yeah so out of all of that, out of everything you did in the past, just even as a baby, Sam Glass, uh, all the way up to now where you're at, uh, what has been your favorite musical memory? Favorite musical memory? Something that might Shit. stick if it's hard to find, hard to pick a favorite. Is there something? No, I, def- I know I definitely got one because I have seen some incredible things. Honestly... I had a favorite musical memory. It would probably be around, I can't remember the years, either 2015 or 2016. Um, if you look up the the lineup I'm about to tell you, you'll know. But the thing that made me just like completely engorged uh, by music again in my life was when I went to Riot Fest for Fuck the first yeah. time. I always um, wanted yeah. to go. Dude, no, the fight, it's the best festival I've ever been to in my life. I swear. The lineups are um, so crazy. Yeah. The, literally the next year after it was even better and I couldn't go. I was so mad. Uh, but I I sold my Squire Telecaster to a friend. Um uh, her name's Ravani. Sold it to her uh just for a ticket. Uh, it was like 200 bucks Damn. and, uh, and I was, I wanted it so bad because I knew title fight was going to be there and title fight is one of those bands, uh, that I don't talk about a lot and I don't talk about them enough. Um, to me, they're like, they get classified as hardcore, but they're just complete shoegaze, uh, to me. Um, they do it with the best of them, like my bloody Valentine slow dive. They they're up there for me with them. Um, but they incorporate, yeah. Like floral green is still a top 10 of all time. Oh yeah. I'm looking on my Spotify right now. Um, I have have head in the ceiling fan. That's the one that I have saved. Yep. Yeah. That's that's... also their biggest song. So, um, at least one of their biggest songs.
I think we're good. We're um, back. We're back. We're back and uh, we're I don't know. That I, I, I don't I don't I don't know either. <laughs> uh, uh, we're here to talk about model trains for the next hour. Uh, all types of model trains. <laughs> Where this this, this podcast, podcast is now known as on the rails. On the uh, yeah. with the train. There you go. There's your new podcast. Thank right you there. for figuring all this out for me. I just, I'm so grateful. <laughs> I got you. I got you. The coward trains are the Ford. next thing. Mm-hmm. Wait, that just reminds me. I need to ask you an essential question. Okay. The name and the movie. Yes. Let's go into it. <laughs> okay. So, uh, basically, growing up, I loved cowboy shit so much. I, d- I don't know what it is. My two things or three things that I loved more than anything in life was James Bond, Cowboys, and wrestling. Uh, That's so and fucking st- weird. <laughs> I know. Like, uh, and uh, I can't explain it. I don't know I, why I I'm the way really I am. Up. Yeah, I don't like yeah. that. But that's okay. Oh, man. Well. We have to change the, the audience is, now. <laughs> yeah. The thing is, though. I didn't like typical cowboy shit. I didn't like Clint Eastwood westerns. I don't like spaghetti westerns. Oh, I just like the spaghetti western. Mm-hmm. I love anything period piece I'm in. Like it could, like, dude, I'll watch like Downton Abbey. I don't care. I'll watch yeah. The Crown. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah why a, not? Yeah, like take me to take me to take me to the place. You know, take uh, me to but. The place. Yeah, take me to the river, throw me in the water. Uh, <laughs> but basically, uh, the most interesting story to me uh, was always Robert Ford, uh, who basically idolized one of the greatest outlaws uh, that our country has ever known to the point where people view him as a Robin Hood to this day that always gave back uh to the poor when he never did uh he's actually just kind of a piece of shit um but robert ford really looked up to this guy wanted to be in his gang ends up becoming a part of his gang and just becomes terrorized by him um and that's why i I always recommend the movie is the story it's it's verbatim the actual story of what went down uh but Robert Ford ends up killing the man that he idolizes and uh, he lives the remainder of his life bragging about it uh, regrettably to the point where he becomes the most hated man in America at the time. Uh, And there was a line in the movie that always resonated with me. It was after Robert Ford uh, is murdered himself in the same exact way by a man who eventually gets pardoned for murdering him because he was hated that much. Um, that nobody's going to name their children after Robert Ford. Nobody's going to pay like, you know, five cents to go see his picture in like a museum. Like he's just going to be forgotten by history. Um, and I always found that to be like a really miserable thing to leave behind to a person that didn't deserve it. Um and I was like, yeah, fuck it. I'm, I'm just going to name my project after him. And uh, I didn't, I wasn't going to stick with it for very long. After Haunter, I was going to change it. 
Um, but my dad fucking loved the name. I had to explain it to him. And after I explained it to him, he's like, that's fucking awesome, Sammy. That's fucking rad. And I fucking, I told all my friends about it. And they're like, it's just the coolest shit. So I was like, all right, I guess it's staying. All right, cool. And uh, <laughs> basically, it's st- it's st- it's stuck around as the name out of two things. Like, I, that's got to be my favorite movie of all time. Uh, and then two. Yeah, that um, yeah, I, I love. That's another thing is film that I, I just love fucking movies. I love movies yeah. so much. Um, I'm What's I'm not a film bro. Selections, your 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 top three. If I like my top, go onto my criterion right now. What do I look up? Man, so number one would probably be Assassination of Jesse James. Number two, oh man, it depending on time of day, it's either Midsummer or Hereditary. Like Ari Aster's a goddamn genius. Um, Wait, is this number the director? Is the one who directed Mm -hmm. Hereditary the same one who directed Midsummer? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Same guy. Ari Aster. Uh, I didn't see those. Yeah, very... I Like, I don't even have a movie collection, but I bought both those motherfuckers on Blu-ray immediately. I'm dead. Um, <laughs> yeah, day one, I'm at FYE. The man... I'm yelling at the, <laughs> uh, the cash... The cash register to open faster to take my money. Um... Third, uh, I'd probably have to give, uh, you, you got to give me like up to five, but like third, oh, man, my top five makes me sound like such a film bro and I fucking hate it. Uh, no Country for Old Men, probably. That doesn't surprise me. I feel like you would. Yeah, that's, it's a, it's a neo-Western. God damn it. Um, <laughs> four, man. Honestly, this is going to make people laugh. Um, like, it might be, like, probably, like, Toy Story 3. I love Toy Story 3. What the fuck? Uh, that movie's no. so goddamn good. Uh, it is literally... I don't even remember Toy Story 3. <laughs> it's literally... They go to... Uh, Andy grows up. Andy grows up yeah, and has to give that's, him away. Yeah, that, that sort of defeats, like, that... What the fuck? That defeats the purpose of Toy Story. Toy Story is this. Yeah, to but be- the entire point is they're trying to get played with by kids at the daycare. It's like it's like a prison Toy Story. They That's go into a, prison. It basically. gives me nightmares. Mm-hmm. It's that the one that introduced uh, Ken and Barbie. Ken and Barbie were in that Toy Story. Yeah, I don't they're like the funniest that, that, that. part. Yep. Uh, yeah, that was mad creepy. Those little fucking. <laughs> but anyway, uh, no. okay. So that's interesting. Toy Story. Number yeah, number four probably. Was- Sorry. But but I watched it recently. But uh, sample some Toy Story uh, audio first. Yeah. You got a friend in me. Yeah. Uh, definitely. I'll Newman it. I'll 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 just go after Newman now. I'll leave have have a nice life Wait. alone. <laughs> um, and then number five, honestly, um, and I think it's probably the greatest representation of my move. Like not my movie, my music. Uh, and it's pretty recent. Uh, it's a movie called I'm Thinking of Ending Things. Oh, yeah. I know that one. Yeah. Uh, that one was good. I me, actually watched that one. Yeah. To me, that <laughs> is the bleakest fucking movie. Uh, but there is a certain dreary, uh, 
almost fantasy like element to its like nightmarish vision um that just like grabs me um that's what i i would like usually during an album um i'll have something up uh like on like my other monitor while i'm recording or writing if there's like a scene that's really resonating with me or making me feel a certain way or reminding me of something um i will basically rewind that scene let it play out uh, put it on mute and then just play something I love um, that. Wow. Yeah. I've that, never that's... heard someone say that before. Mm -hmm. I'm always that asking is... people, you know, how do you record? What do you do? And I was going to ask you that eventually, but for mm -hmm. you to just disclose that is like kind yeah, of, no, I feel like I would want to start doing that. Because you're right. Really, you could just look at a scene and in a movie do. and it evokes just this intense emotion that you're, that you then I guess would have the power to craft in your own way but you still have that. exactly yeah that's cool yeah like uh for a lot of like like black manifestations and stuff like that i yeah. started watching like a lot of david lynch movies okay cool yeah so, like stuff that made me like really uneasy um and like eraser head was like a great that's one. what i was gonna say eraser head yeah Did love charlie have... yeah didn't he do uh i'm thinking of any things or am i thinking yeah of... Uh, no, yeah. I'm like that. Sounds like I feel like he did, but I might be wrong. Mm -hmm. Yeah, really no, he definitely. Liked, yeah, uh, he definitely did. Mm -hmm. I re I really liked that, and then Synecdoche, New York, um, and Animalisa. Oh yeah, yep, 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 yep. Yeah, yeah, he he does. He does almost like it's um, it's hard to describe. It's almost like overacting, but it's not uh there's another director did it like the they did uh killing of sacred deer um oh, but they yeah, do that no, same I... kind of uh acting where it's like it's almost stiff to make a point yeah um, that's a great way to put it and especially mm -hmm. um the one i'm thinking of ending things i was gonna say it's mm -hmm. such a dry movie and it also mm -hmm. doesn't have, and not in a bad way. It's just, so, it, I feel like it's so dry that it's supposed to be dry because you're really supposed to be just focusing on that dialogue that they're like, I'm thinking of the, the car scenes in particular. Yeah, um, exactly. Yeah. Like uh, that landscape, holy shit. When they're, when they're driving through um, to get to Jesse Plemons characters, uh, parents house. Uh, and it's just like the most bleakest winter landscape in rural, yeah, like yeah. North America. That's basically like what I, what I like lived in, uh, as a kid, uh, whenever I'd go to my dad's house in Indiana was yeah, yeah. that that's the landscape that I'd see all the time. And it is, it's a dreary melancholy landscape. Uh, and he captured it so well, uh, and added this really, uh bleak vision to it um that just makes me really uncomfortable but i'm just engaged by it it's almost like uh and, and they bring them they bring them up in the movie at the dinner scene um like andrew white's paintings uh uh like christine's world i believe was the painting yeah uh, but it's a bleak uh, like bleak but beautiful uh yeah. movie uh that's how i view midsummer also that's another one is that um, one about uh isn't that about like a cult or something yeah it follows danny 
uh, who she, I don't want to spoil it for anybody like listening. Yeah, probably. But uh, yeah, because the I I went to go see it in theater day one, and it was why I remember Would like you the really... air the air being sucked out of the room in the theater in the first like ten minutes. It's really? Heavy. Yeah, it's very well, I very. What What made you want to watch it so bad? I just love horror. Horror has always been that's another thing. I grew up. Uh, I cannot watch. Oh, no, I can't watch. Uh, there are certain ones that I can't watch from childhood that really messed me up. Uh, like I still can't watch The Exorcist. Still can't yeah. do it. Um, but I don't get why like, people like horror movies. It's so counterintuitive to human nature to like horror movies. Adrenaline. That's why. You you get the adrenaline rush. Of, <laughs> it's almost here. like you you survived the encounter. Not not I just the character. The people in the fucking movie didn't survive, though. <laughs> well, that like it it depends. Like uh, I don't like really like shitty slasher movies. Uh, or yeah, like, some uh, of them can just be so fucking cheesy too. If yeah. you could get a cool like art house one, I don't know. I really like. I don't know if you consider yeah, this that's horror, what I should but... say is more like it, my my horror taste is almost more thriller than anything. Yeah, I like the the psychological ones are a little a little bit better, like mm-hmm. sort of Suspira or um, Black Swan or something. I don't know. Black Swan was very good. God, I love Darren Aronofsky. I fucking love him so yeah. much. And his uh, talk about I mean those movies one. are awesome, but like, can we just give him the uh? Can we give his movies credit for I? It's Clint uh Mansell who does the soundtracks. Uh, yeah, legend, legend. Yeah, no, the man that brought us drive, the man that brought us Ryan Gosling becoming cool. Yeah, yeah, no, okay. I'm very well aware. Yeah, he's so good. <laughs> I just wanted to shout them out. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Wait, yeah, no, actually, absolutely. that makes me um, that makes me curious. Are there other uh, artists or genres that influence your music that aren't sounding the same or aren't rock based? Yes. Um. Honestly, the biggest one, and it depends on who you ask. Some would say they're rock based. I don't. I say they're experimental hip hop. Uh, Death Grips is always the one that I pull from. Uh, as I, and I don't like most Death Grips fans. They're usually really annoying about being. Yeah, Death, Death Grips, Grips fans. fans are, I mean, I got made fun of a lot in college for liking Death Grips, so I kind of have yeah. a trauma when it comes to that. Yeah, like anytime you bring them up, like, oh, you just like noise. It's like, no, I don't. I just like. Yeah, really I don't think I, it's really hard because I don't think you can. Uh, I feel like anytime you you tell someone you really like Death Grips, it's like social suicide. Oh yeah, no, it is. It is. I mean, uh, I got introduced to Death Grips. Uh, through my friend Rachel uh, back in the cat turtle days. And when I heard them, I was like, this sucks. This isn't music. What is this? And then, like, uh, I harped on her for, like, a year. I felt so bad. I eventually went back and I apologized. I was like, I was so fucking wrong. I've never been more wrong about anything in my entire life. Uh, but, like, I I went back uh, after, I want to say, once I got here in Florida... I went back and I, I I listened to Ex Military for the first time, nice. and uh, that just like I mean, changed the perception. On it's music still good. Me, I don't listen to it, but it's still good music. Like mm-hmm. no, I it really was... like uh, 
I really very good. Ring a bell. That shit was fire, dude. Ring a bell is very good. I yeah. would. That's the that one is, song uh, I would still. I would listen to that. And I would listen to BB Poison, probably. That's bottomless pit. Yeah, bottomless pit. Again, that one I think is the best record I have on vinyl. It's the one I have on vinyl. That I one's can't awesome. get all the other ones because they're more expensive, and I can't get no love because there's a fucking dick on the cover. I can't display it. So, uh, yeah, it's like... Uh, I mean, you did literally just say that you were on stage with Penises and Vagina, yeah. so... Yeah, but I, yeah, but if you're going to have company over, you don't want to have the no love deep web dick out, you know, <laughs> on your coffee table. You want something like uh you want something Yeah, what do you what would you put on neat. your coffee table? Let's hear it. <laughs> if I had to put a dude, fucking I don't know. If I got uh probably probably like a foxing record, something really easy to listen to, and then like books. Yeah, let's hear what like... about the books. Cause I'm into I'm back into reading. Uh, let's talk about books, baby. Oh man. Uh well, you liked uh, uh, No Country for Blood Old Men. Do you yeah. read Cormac McCarthy? Oh, I've read every Cormac McCarthy book there is. But the problem is, is that, uh, like, if somebody sees that on their coffee table, they're going to be asking if you're okay. They're not going to be interested. <laughs> um, well, I just... no, the road is pretty hopeful to me. As bleak as it is, it's pretty hopeful. Maybe that. I put that there. Look, anyone who sees a really fucking sad or fucked up uh thing on their coffee table should just be they should be able to recognize that that person's so in tune with their emotions that they're okay with it. As long as they don't have like conspiracy against the human race on their like coffee table. Or yeah, fine. if it's not like some weird yeah, like some problem. Like a Chuck Palahniuk novel or something. Yeah. yeah. Like you don't want to <laughs> see you don't want to see Chuck Palahniuk snuff on a coffee table. Uh, that would be that. yeah that would kind of be a little that'd, that'd be, be a red flag yeah that'd be a red. i mean sometimes you just are walking red flag unfortunately yeah but then um, again it i mean it could be worse you could just have hentai on the coffee table yeah but that's, that's like a thing. burning red 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 flag there's different oh, that, layers nobody's right coming into that nobody's coming into that apartment it's fine <laughs> yeah it's okay no one's definitely but, i mean well maybe the very like specific people will be going yeah the people evicting them maybe yeah. <laughs> i don't know if you if, I, I have no problem with people watching anti but don't display it um yeah this isn't i'm not we're not backing you you know we're i'm not, not yeah i'm not king shaming if we are not king shaming we are just no yeah no we just this shaming. isn't you know i'm not you know it's not something we want to be part of our lives yes yeah. But um, with Death Grips, oh, man, uh, the thing that always drew me to them was their ability to make me uncomfortable. And that is something that I always try to go after. Um, yeah, you said that before with um, Yeah, you said that same sentiment. Mm-hmm. Is it, what does yeah. it do? Does it like does it challenge you or what is it mm-hmm. that comes out of that? So, like, for instance, on Black Masks, um. I experiment with like a lot of synth um, and samples. So like most of the things in there were because I heard Death Grips do something where I was like, that's really fucking weird. I wonder if I were to do something like, for instance, on, I think Bangkok, 
There is Bro, that that beginning shit. opening sample where I you're hearing the that. thudding. That was taken from like some footage a dude had where he think that he thought that this uh he think that he think that uh he thought that the warehouse that he was explain like exploring in Russia was haunted because this door wouldn't stop banging upstairs and he was filming it at the time. Um, and that's where that sample came from. The the banging is the door upstairs slamming that he thinks is a ghost. That's um, kind of cool. Yeah, and I was like, this does make me feel uneasy. So I think if I put that in there and then that song I was run it good. through an amp, it should be good. Uh, but thank you. I think I, that, that song is one, um. I think it's the best the one, one on that I album. I thought I caught lightning in a bottle. That was the one. I was like, uh, I hadn't felt that feeling. Uh, Wait, say that again. That was the one where I thought I caught lightning in a bottle. For sure. Oh, oh, I see, I see. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it was really. I love the line. I don't know when I first heard it, because you have those really cool visuals, which I'll share with you guys, um, in this video, because he comes out with these awesome, uh, uh, visuals with his. Uh, they're not really like music videos. They're more like audio. Visual, or, yeah, visual, visual companion yeah. pieces. Visual companion. Always pieces. what how I classify them. But I was they're watching that, uh, and it's so fucking awesome because you have this one line. It goes like this. Uh, I don't know what it says before, and this is totally out of context, but I just really <laughs> like the line, um, polluting family talk. And oh, with yeah. that, just that idea and that language, I was like, it just mm. hooked me. It was, it's li- your mm. lyrics in particular, but not even that. You just have this really weird, not weird. <laughs> That's not even a good way to put it. No, I know you meant, yeah. You yeah. have this sense, <laughs> I don't know, with it's all fine. your music, like it does feel atmospheric, but at the same time, it doesn't. I mean, it feels soft, but it doesn't feel soft. I don't know how to explain it. Well, it's like air. You know what? It's like it has the airiness of Mount Erie. It has the doomy, mm-hmm. gloomy part of uh, Giles Corey. Um, mm-hmm. And I could probably come up with a further analysis right now. But yeah. I don't know. No, it's fine. I, 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 um, yeah, Bangkok, and we can get into black masks if you want. Uh, uh, Bangkok was the one, the first track I wrote for the album. And I knew something felt special about this album after I did it because just like Black Hymns, the first song that I wrote for it ended up being everybody's favorite on that record. Uh, from yeah. what I can gather, uh coffin birth is everybody's favorite that was my favorite hymns. yeah yeah uh and everybody well, well, i like that and voyeur voyeur mm-hmm. uh, was the one where i was like people are gonna hate this one but well maybe. no that one's fire because i love the clip you used holy shit oh yeah that's from it's the clip that you used that made it 100 percent better Mm-hmm. So that was where the emo influence came in was a lot of the midwest emo bands doing samples at the i time. fuck with that shit i love using like some weird ass yeah uh, now it's a meme but <laughs> but back then it was it was relatively really touch for the genre. oh yeah it's a meme now i'm not my really instagram real <clears throat> uh my instagram reel is nothing but midwestern intro emo riffs where people are just playing emo riffs over like spongebob crying or something but, uh, I don't even want to know that that existed. Erase that from my memory. <laughs> Midwest uh, yeah. emo and SpongeBob together. That just sounds like it's something that just wasn't meant to happen. And you just like forced it. Yeah, no, probably not.
probably not. Uh, that's a match made in hell. Yeah, for sure. A match Makes made no in sense. hell. You know, maybe yeah. that's what we're going for. SpongeBob deserves better. SpongeBob deserves better than that. Midwestern but, uh, emo deserves better. Oh, come on. I love SpongeBob. I'll never die. I'll die on that hill. I'll never die on that fucking hill, dude. Uh, actually, now that I think about it, um, because it's only just the early seasons that are good. Um, but <laughs> with Bangkok, it was, I don't know, like it, when I finished the like instrumental, I sent it to a couple of people and I was like, I think I got something, but I don't want to get too big headed about it. I need you to listen to it and let me know what you think. And, uh, my buddy Carter got back to me. He's like, that's, that's the best one. That's the best one. Like, damn. I, all right. Okay. So like, I basically, after that instrumental was done, I was like, I'm really going to hunker down on the lyricism. Uh, I'm not going to cheap out like um, a fun fact. We can, we can, this might ruin black hymns for some people. And I don't want, I don't want to ruin it for some people, but I didn't put that much thought into the lyricism. I just kind of, like put feelings on the paper and that was about it um but with all the later records uh it's like i started doing it with snuff snuff was like the first one where i would i would write something and i would i would sit there like either on a notepad or at the computer uh just like going line by line, making sure that it, it it was something that meant something to somebody or it just meant something in general. Um, but yeah, Bangkok, yeah. People Bangkok just always do was, it so differently. Yeah, no, it, it it's, dude, the lyricism is the, always the hardest part. Um, That's what someone like else I, said. It's, it's very hard. Because you don't want to, you don't want to be the person that's writing. I feel so high, high as the sky. Well, I don't want to die, sky, sky, sky. What Fucking, the fuck? You know the most generic uh, rhymes you can think of. So it's like you, you have to sit there. You have to think of, and that was where my high school experience came in. When I was hanging out with Attack Attack, we had one producer that was doing our songs that explained this is how you do a song structure. It has to tell a story. You can't just, can't skimp out on things. Uh, so that's what I do now is I basically just try to have this like storyline go or you get a, I give the listener a general sense of what I'm trying to sing about, or I give you something to dig into. And Bangkok was one where I had been researching Bangkok for some reason. I fell into a wiki, like a wiki hole. Um, and I got really fascinated about the dumbest thing about him. I got fascinated about how much pollution they're putting into the environment. So I was like, I, I want to uh. do something like that. But then I also know from my research that Bangkok was like, kind of like a sex trade center. So it's like, I'm going to equate myself to being the prostitute of the Bangkok, <laughs> uh, of the family. Instead oh. of the proverbial black sheep. Basically, that song is just about being the black sheep. Um, okay. 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 Yeah. Uh, and that's what the polluting family talk line is in reference to. Nice. Was uh, you're the prostitute of Bangkok polluting family talk. Yeah. Boom. There you go. But it, that's like the, 
Family. Stuff like that's so hard to do. I can't like I can't do that. That's not all the something time that you can kind of just come up with on the back of your head. Mm-mm. That I wrote that line. I was like, that's so good. Oh my god, that's so good. I was so excited for it. Um, I'm da- yeah, that's weird. Or not? Okay. Yeah. I I use that term loosely. I'm it very loosely. I use it as a very yeah. general term. <laughs> yeah, no. But my no, no. the way I, I, I use that thing. word weird is. It also means it's interesting. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's how I view it always anyway. So I don't anytime you say it, trust me, I'm not taking offense to it. Okay, I, I just wanted want it, it to be weird. <laughs> just yeah, I want it to be weird. Um Yeah, exactly. I think you yeah. would appreciate that. Yeah. And then uh Okay, so cool. Okay. So that one's about um being the black yeah. sheep and then you comedy got it off of the history of the research you had done on it. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. What about and the then, rest um, of the songs? Yeah. So I believe the next track is Cuckold, which was really about the relationship. <laughs> yeah, I, well, it was originally called Cuckold Talk because uh, in in like really uncomfortable cuckold pornography, there's always the like you got the tiny you got the tiniest dick I've ever seen. Ugh, it's fucking weird. And uh, and the song was about basically being cheated on because the last relationship I was in was a very emotionally abusive one. Um, And I was gaslit into like thinking everything was okay in my relationship when it was definitely not. And there was no communication happening whatsoever. And I would get berated for even trying to like communicate. Um, And it was about the feelings I'd have where like, I, of course, I don't want anybody to die, but it's like that, like, really, like, you feel a vitriol sadness and disappointment in somebody that you trusted. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then Probably that's... Think about that shit. Yeah. It's not, <laughs> no, it's it's not a fun No, it's definitely, like, yeah, no. I, it's something that yeah. I, if you went through, it's one of those things that you just might have to create something for it to finally feel okay. Yeah, yeah, no, it was, uh, I, I ended the relationship uh, fucking a year ago, I think. Um, and it was one of those things where I was like, thank fuck I'm out of that. Um, but it was a thing that I felt I never really touched up on properly. Uh, and I wanted to do something on it where it was like, okay, this is how, this is those feelings in the rawest form um and we're gonna like like literally just say them out loud yeah um and i i think it comes across but it i don't know Uh, cuckold is one of those ones where i i really love it but i i felt like the audience would love it but i didn't give a shit so i i was like it's going on the record i don't care what anybody says Uh, so has nothing was the last song I recorded for the record. Uh, and I swear I was racking my brain trying to get like a final track done. Nothing was coming. Uh, and then has nothing just popped up out of nowhere. And it was something that I was finally happy with. Uh, but it's it's mainly... Uh, I'm trying to remember the fucking lyrics to it. That's I'd fucking my brain so fried from listening to that record over and over again. Yeah. But um oh I I remember what it is. It's mainly about the uh like 
people that have depression and anxiety will know exactly what I'm talking about. But it's like this feeling where when you're in the worst throes of it, you like want nothing more than them just not exist. But at the same time, the entire idea of that scares the living shit out of you. Um, and it was mainly taken from my experience. Uh, I want to say two years ago when I was in the throes of that abusive relationship and I was just not happy in life. That's why there was that like long period between black hymns and uh manifestations. Uh you was like I taking time. Yeah, you were Yeah, I was just I was doing other things in life. I I had somebody that didn't like the stuff that I made, like at all. Um or and wasn't didn't really give a shit about it. So it I didn't really feel encouraged to work on it. So I didn't have music anymore during that time. And then I didn't have friends really besides her because I, she isolated me. Um, so I kind of just felt alone and I felt like I had no one and I was going to do it. Eventually, there was like a, I picked up a point where I was going to do it, and I got hospitalized in Florida. They got Baker Act here, um, and it was about my my desire. Once I got there, I was like, I don't want to do it anymore, but I'm here, and I don't know. Like, it, like I was kind of torn. It was this weird spot, and I'd never been in it in my life. Yeah. Um. But uh yeah that's 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 has nothing uh, i believe is basically just about wanting to embrace um non-existence and just being completely terrified of the entire concept of it i think damn that's crazy uh... mm -hmm. it's a heavy subject yeah, <laughs> it's a sure. heavy one yeah but um, um... Damn, yeah. congrats for uh, Black... Oh, whoa, whoa, okay, so I noticed there is a... Because uh, your other albums, they kind of looked... Uh, some of the art looks similar, but this one that you just came out with is completely different. What was that cover? Mm -hmm. uh, so I wanted to make an album that felt somewhat like a sequel to Hymns, and that Hymns was actually a photo that I took of a house in Indiana that was like right next to me. Um, cool. That always like gave me this weird, it, like what we talked about with a uh, film where it was just a very weird, uncomfortable, eerie feeling, but it's kind of beautiful in a way. But I wanted to do an album art where it felt like you were on the inside of that house. Cause since this, I guess I can confirm this, this would be the last black album uh ever uh, i think from here on out it's just new album titles but uh uh it was meant to be spiritually oh wait did you use that transforming term? Into... are they all supposed to be the ones that are you the ones that use the title black in them are they all supposed to be kind of connected yeah in a way in a way yeah uh it's supposed to it's representing three different that. periods what was yeah. it no yeah. i mean i i guess i just didn't notice that they were all similar using that yeah. title, I guess I kind of thought about them separately since they're just different albums yeah though uh 
and I, I get why anybody would think that. Um, but yeah, the, it's mainly meant to represent three really bad periods in my life. So uh, Black Hems was the the breakup saga, the teenage version of fucking uh, sadness. And then, um, and I, I don't mean to harp on Black Hems. I do like it as a record. I'm proud of it. Um, but uh, Manifestations was my immediate feelings after finding out my dad died. And then, like, basically my refusal to accept it. Um, and then Masks is about everything in between those two events. Okay, I see. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, that's crazy. It's, uh, I, I hoped it, when it, it was, um, like, kind of meaningful to people in any way. Like, even if it, they are very personal records, they do seem to mean a lot to a lot of people. And it, it does kind of make me feel very good that, uh, you know, there people that you can might relate. be going through there yeah. that is, like, super specific that they might be, you know, experiencing kind of a similar thing. Yeah, no, absolutely, for sure. Mm -hmm. That's how I felt. And even if they, it, your song does have a specific meaning, and any every artist does have a song for a specific meaning, but once you put it out there, it's just up for interpretation. It's a matter of how this own person's relationship with themselves is it how they're going to really take in the music. Exactly. So ultimately, yeah. that leads to people who care about this music personally to connect. You know, because exactly. that's where they're that's where they're at in life. Um, yeah, like I, I, I listen to a nostalgic song. feeling of where you used to be, right? I mean, yeah, like I yeah. listened to your shit a lot when I was um, when I just come back from college and I was sort of just really isolated in my old home in Baltimore, uh, and I just remember listening to that album all the time. Um, yeah, yeah, it'll always take you back to a place too. Yeah. Um, that's how I feel about um, uh, uh, Pine Groves first record yeah their shit's so fucking good yeah yeah that always takes me back right to when i was living at that apartment that was another that's another artist right there that influenced me for haunter as well was pine grove um that's fucking cool where man. yeah I, I fucking i'd fuck with that album so hard uh but like it always i don't know it just takes me to a time and place where that was very dreary but dreamy i don't know uh, but uh another thing is like i know no matter what how personal the lyricism gets that somebody will like because i do this they will always find their own meaning in it even if yeah. it isn't what uh it's supposed to be about <laughs> it's a podcast okay. yeah uh, you just talk yeah i know right um so <laughs> We're back here because whatever. Uh, and then we started talking about whether or not um, you had done any collaborations, if you're open to collaborations, uh, just whatever the hell. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, uh, yeah, I, I fuck with collaborations so hard. Um, the only thing is, is like working with uh, working on collabs, especially in this genre, you have to be really particular with who you work with. Mm -hmm. uh make not out of like 
oh, they might be a bad person. They might be mean to you. Uh, no, it's like uh, just to make sure your styles mesh. It's, you can it's really that. Picking yeah. the wrong person. Yeah. Um, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Uh, I think that's why it's important to like, great. it's important to collaborate with people who, um, who have similar music styles and musical tastes. Like musical taste mm -hmm. is crazy because, well, you kind of naturally know how to build off each other if you have a similar music taste. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I mean, uh, my two collabs that I did on uh, Black Manifestations, the one before this most recent record, uh, was with Wrapped. Uh, my buddy across the pond in the UK, shout out Wrapped. Uh, he was told about me by uh, somebody he knew. He said that we sounded similar. So he checked me out. And uh, he's much bigger than me, but he's, he's still a much more independent artist. Uh, he deserves some attention as well um he just put out a new record too but uh is it shoe what's it, what's it uh... he's much more like what i was doing on black hymns see i'll fuck uh, with that i'm gonna look him up does he have a band camp oh uh, yeah uh leave <clears throat> it's just rap but i could be wrong uh it's r-a-p it's london uh london mm -hmm. i found it he's... london uh folk slowcore and ambient Mm -hmm. yeah he's uh he used to be uh in a death metal band from what i could gather uh That's and then cool. he moved over uh to the more ambient side and his stuff is very good uh wayward faith is phenomenal wayward uh, faith and, that's the one he just came out with uh-huh and then his his first record is just uh, uh that was a record that i was listening to uh Wow. At, like literally the day after I found out my dad passed, I really? I was listening to that record. Yeah. Damn. It's a very meaningful record to me. So to work with him meant a lot. It That's meant awesome. a lot. That's really cool. Mm -hmm. Dude, you um, know, I didn't mm -hmm. just recently get onto the band camp uh trail actually until basically this week. Um yeah. and dude, I was sleeping on band camp. Yeah, band no, camp band is camp sick. Is Cause like yeah, I love that you can you can find a lot of shit and on some real like really just the most random shit too. Not even because Spotify's mm -hmm. all algorithm like it's an algorithm. Bandcamp feels less of like an algorithm. Yeah, um, yeah, no. Uh, Bandcamp will actually promote a new artist. Exactly. Uh, unlike Spotify, yeah. And so then, that's why um, Bandcamp rules. Also, Plus, it's just a bunch of other shit. Like you can um you can add your own lyrics and you don't have to pay for it. Cause with DistroKid, you have to pay extra money to put your lyrics on Spotify. Oh um, yeah. No, I, I know. They uh they were holding the album hostage for a day. For real. I'm like, what the fuck? Mm -hmm. So it's yeah. like cool, you can write your lyrics. And then the other really cool stuff is um it gives you a space to write about your fucking music you can write a fucking pair i did mm -hmm. it's awesome because i'm reading raps right now and he has a whole fucking story about like everything like he talks about yeah uh, he if you buy uh, uh the record you literally get like his journals uh that he was writing as he was making the record what i believe mm -hmm. holy shit i was thinking about doing something similar but i was like no nah, i don't want to rip off the man over there oh and no that's a great thing. idea i've never heard of that and i think i might fucking steal that idea um, mm -hmm. Because I'm a writer. I'm sure if you reach out to him, he would he would be uh, very interested. 
I should. I'm gonna um I'm gonna listen to his music and see if I you know fuck with it. But mm -hmm. okay. Um. So that's uh, cool. So yeah. that's one of Sam's friends, and Sam is also connected with um which member of Holy Vaughn? Uh, Ryan is the man that uh, he's the vocalist in the guitarist. It's nice uh, to see you. It's just nice to see the familiarity of um the genres and stuff oh yeah no into, i right i yeah uh and to even dude this you shit know, was fire i yeah i don't even want to like put, i don't want to put our dms on blast or anything but oh like, no no uh, you don't have to do anything. no no i no i'm not, not no i'll still talk about him though because uh dude i love that guy uh literally not many people in the industry um that have made it will even remotely like give you the time of day if you yeah. if you're like at my level um yet uh ryan like literally just anytime i send him something it's nothing but love uh, that's from fucking him. Cool. And, it, and it's really weird at the same time because it's like dude i fucking worship your shit like i i didn't ever think i'd be talking to you uh it'd be it's like almost basically if dan barrett was doing that to me if Dan Barrett was doing that to me, I'd probably fall over and fucking Bro, die. you probably could. Seriously, you could do it. If I could get an interview with Jonathan, bro, I mm -hmm. never thought oh, in my yeah, entire so life. I, I, dude, I've, I, you have no idea how many days I've looked at that send button on the DMs for Dan, okay? I've been fucking... Did I you send something already, or were you... I sent him the first him the record, song, yeah. and that was it. Yeah, and see, that you was should just try ago. try reaching out again because I'm pretty sure I'd reached out to you once, and like you must have been busy or something. But I reached out the second time, and it worked. So you never know. I mean, maybe yeah, he was no, busy I, or something. Fucking, he might have just gotten busy. Oh, God, I hope he didn't listen to fucking Hunter. Uh, <laughs> but he'll also <laughs> understand that that was he all. If he listens to your new music, he'll understand. Steps. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And any artist, and especially him, I think, I don't know him that well, but I understand, uh, you know, how much he cares about music. Anyone who actually cares about music would understand. And anyone mm -hmm. who creates music especially would understand. Um, yeah, that's yeah. just the beginning that, music, whatever. I'd rather see where Ryan you're at rules. now. That's why Ryan rules, dude. Uh, but that's basically, kind of how yeah, he, he found out about me because my tinder profile profile went viral what like, yeah like a couple of weeks on on reddit i was on the i was on the what was it what did it look like <laughs> what was uh, the meme I'll, I'll send you i'll send you the 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 photo for it uh, no i cannot but, uh, <laughs> but basically i went on to the tinder subreddit because uh, I wanted to do something for my boys in my Discord to make them laugh. Because uh, I have a group of guys that I play with every night. Uh, shout out Tickle Party uh, YouTube. Uh, but uh, I should link them. All the people you're shouting out, I'm gonna link in the uh, in the. Yeah, I'm in. I'm in those videos, I guess. So it makes sense too. So you probably you'll hear my voice. Um, but I wanted to do something funny for them, and. Uh, uh, I was like, oh, I'm going to fucking turn my Tinder profile into a shit post. So I, like, I wanted to stretch my Photoshop muscles at the same time. So, like, I took a picture of myself, like, doing, like, one of these or whatever. Like, a really shitty, like, Kmart photo. 
uh, family photo. And then I took another really ugly picture of myself, like doing a double chin on purpose like that. And uh, made it really big in the background, like a really bad Kmart family photo. And uh, then I set my biography uh, to a quote from Jessica Ann Simpson <laughs> that said, every tear has a meaning. Uh, and I asked that entire subreddit if that was a good profile, if it was good enough for me to get 20 matches a day. But in that photo. <laughs> 20 matches a day. Yeah, a lot of people took that fucking post seriously. They thought I actually looked like that, like I wasn't trying to be ugly on purpose. Uh, Some dead. people were in on the joke, and so other people were like, "Dude, send the meanest shit." Um, but uh, well, somebody did say the funniest shit was, "How do you look like both members of the Black Keys at the same time?" <laughs> that was a really good one. That was a good burn. That's good. Um, <laughs> but uh. I was wearing my Holy Fawn shirt in that picture and uh, it got to Ryan. Ryan uh, messages me, says, dude, thanks for the free promotion. Uh, <laughs> we're going to send you a free shirt. I was like, all right. And I gave my address, uh, got sent a free shirt. Then, That's cool, yeah. Yeah, then uh, one of his one of the fans in that comment section figured out that I was in a band. They didn't know what I was in. Uh, they checked it out. They're like, yo, he's in a band. Uh, you should really check it out. It's really good. Uh, they, he got back to me and he was like, I really love your shit. And then he started posting it all over Twitter. That's fucking um, and cool. That, that led to a big boost. Some people are probably listening to this because uh, they found me through Ryan. So It's kind of funny how that all works out. Yeah, Ryan. Have is you the man, seen but... uh Have you seen Holy Fawn live? No, I'm waiting for him to come near. I'm waiting for him to come near. Yeah, because uh, you're all the way in fucking Jacksonville, I'm in Florida. I'm in the shittiest part of Florida. What? Why did cool you move to Florida? Because you were in Ohio, and then you were in Indiana, and then you were in California. So when I was in Indiana, uh, when I was working the gas station job, basically that job went nowhere. And I couldn't get another job because or literally around where I was living uh, was nothing but rural, like, factory farm yeah, shit. Gosh. So it's like, you have to be doing factory work. Or I couldn't imagine that. Else. And I'm like, dude, I'm not built for factory. Look at me. Yeah, like, I'm, <laughs> come on. Come on, dude. No. Uh, fucking, so I, I came back to my mom. I was like, I, I have to find some work, so I'm going to stay with you real quick. And then, uh, fucking, then I was fine. But now I'm still stuck in Florida, so that sucks. What are but, you doing now? Uh, so I was. The music has been the thing right now. Uh, but I quit a job to do it. Uh, oh shit! Was it like a long yeah. hour working job? Just ridiculous. Yeah. Job? So it was part of the reason why. Uh, also, I completely forgot about that aspect, but why I was also hospitalized was my job was, um, like overbearing to say the least. I, I don't, it. I won't I say, definitely get it. I won't say what company because I don't want them to sue me. Yeah, but, no, you don't have to do that, but uh, be honest. Yeah, of course. The fucking yeah, job that shit will make you uh, stressed out. Yeah, no. So that I was, just will cause it was a fucking right, right as COVID hit. 
before COVID hit, actually, I was like, I was helping manage a GameStop, the most uh, burnout job you could possibly Bruh, have. I cannot. I just imagine like one specific kind of person who works at GameStop. Like It's me. <laughs> it's me. Oh, no, I'm, I'm just kidding. I loved everybody. As I, and then I'm stuff. never going to release this episode because you told me that. <laughs> I'm sorry. I can't help it. Uh, okay. But uh, <laughs> after the after that, uh, um, I went on to work as a salesman for a certain security company. I won't say who, uh, but it was right as COVID hit, so they were making us work from home. Um, oh so basically, I was stuck indoors all day, uh, looking at a computer monitor. And after I got off work, it was already dark and um my bed's not that far from that computer so it never felt like i ever stopped working and then on top of that i didn't agree with the ethics of the job we were meant to promote fear in order to sell which i don't like it's okay uh okay cool um we're just gonna i'll just ask another question since we were a little bit um yeah. Uh, uh so I uh, yeah, uh I think we kind of already went over some of what uh the album yeah, what the albums expressed. You definitely mentioned this in the interview and you also mentioned this in your uh bandcamp descriptions when releasing the uh album. But uh basically mm-hmm. you talked about receiving heavy feedback from friends and specific mm-hmm. people. And I mm-hmm. think that's something that you're pretty like fortunate to have. Because not everybody is just going to sit there and listen to music and, you know, be honest and also tell you what this and that. So Extremely uh, fortunate, yes. Yeah, you're very fortunate for that. And some people, I don't know, some people just don't even send their music to other people before they release. So uh, yeah. what was that? What's that like? How do you take their advice or their critiques or whatever they send and how do you incorporate that into your music? Uh, yeah, so... Like, literally, you you can kind of see it in real time in the discography if you're really looking for it. Um, like, for example, on Bandcamp, there is a collection called The Pink Singles. And those are songs that uh, were originally going to be on either Black Manifestations or Black Masks. Uh, but the feedback wasn't good enough from Friends. Uh, to deem them warm, like worthy of being really? on those albums, yeah. Do you um, feel like that? You would. Do you feel like you need to have people like your friends to like your music to release it? No, I need. I need a certain level of quality that's consistent, and those tracks weren't there in the mixing department, uh, and oh. most of them oh, were so yeah. No, they weren't saying like, oh, the, these are fucking shittily written. You suck at writing songs, dog. No, it was uh, it was mainly... Dude, it was more like audio your, quality. Okay, I see. Yeah, like your your vocals are buried or and it just like, or you're peeking all over the place in, the, in this mix. It's, it's not sounding right. Stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, which is always like, honestly, I appreciate a lot of negative feedback because it helped me fix a lot of things you we oh, wouldn't yeah, be yeah. here probably talking uh about black masks if it weren't for one guy who gave me a negative review on one of those singles <laughs> nice. uh, who said your mix is dog shit 
I was like, oh, damn, I'm right. I was mad the whole day. And then I went back and listened to the song. And I was like, damn, my mix is dog shit. So I, I think you're at a point to be, com to be completely honest. I'm just going to be 100 with you. I think you're at a point <clears throat> where you have enough material out and it's good enough material. You're, you're at a point where I think you definitely like this is going to sound fucked up, but I'm just going to say it. Like you're gonna want pretty top notch quality music now because your shit that you have out already knows pretty good, um, mix wise and also just in general. So it's gonna be hard. I feel like you're definitely gonna want to match that. So I could see yeah, what you're, I could see what, what you're saying. Yeah, you want that yeah. now. I feel like if you were just just starting out, um, it would be okay to you know if, have a if couple. If Black Mask for my first record, I'd be fucked. <laughs> I'd be fucked. I don't want to be like Block Party putting out their best record ever and then sucking immediately after. Uh, that would be terrible. That I mean, that's why they call it the sophomore slump. Nobody wants that. And uh, I'm just glad I made Seriously? it into like my seniors. Okay. The sophomore so slump. My senior, my senior release was good too. So I'm, I'm okay with it. Because your black hymns, uh, hymns uh, mm -hmm. that was your sophomore? Or was that your junior? Yeah, that was my second. That was my sophomore. Yeah, that was so no damn of, sophomore slump. A lot slump. of people were like, yeah, people were like, yeah, your second record's your best. That was sophomore rising. That was the Phoenix rising mm -hmm. from the ashes. Which is good. That's the kind of rise you want. All the best bands do it. Radiohead, once again, get more sad. That's all you got to do. Get more sad and learn your mixing better, I guess. The only reason, actually, as a matter of fact, the only reason I listened to Radiohead I didn't start listening to Radiohead until like a year ago, which is really late for me. Um, oh, don't the only that. reason I... I didn't get into Radiohead till like fucking maybe four years ago. It's all just too real. <laughs> yeah, um, it's all happening so fast. What do you mean? What year is it? What year is it? It's time to make a fucking sophomore album. That's what. Yeah, um, it's time to hit the senior slump. Jesus Christ, that's going to be awesome. I'm excited mm -hmm. to see. Okay, let's talk about that. Uh. Okay, so what do you have left or um what's 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 gonna come up? So you just released this literally just released this album. Just mm -hmm. released it. Only like literally I think it just came up on Spotify yesterday or some shit or today or some shit. But mm -hmm. um what's next? I mean it's kinda soon, obviously, so but Oh no, doing... there's plans, yeah. Okay, um, what do you have planned? So I guess I'll announce one. I won't spoil all the surprises. But um, there is going to be a follow-up to another release. That one I'll keep secret. Uh, but there's also another follow-up to um, kind of more of a niche favorite in the audience. Um, but some people defend it, and you know what? Bravo to them. But uh, Bedroom B-Sides 2 is going to be a thing. That uh, which, was your old the, material? Yeah, so after Black Hymns and Snuff, I put out a little collection of songs that didn't ever make an album, um, but they were decent enough to like be released. Um, I'm sitting on a lot uh, of material like that, where it's like it yeah. didn't mesh with the album. Yeah, I get it. Uh, sure. But that doesn't mean it's bad. Um and then, uh, hopefully, the entire reason I'm still here in Florida was to make this record. The plan was after um, 
to work my way back home to Ohio um, and become a live act. Because uh, this scene is dead here in Jacksonville. Anybody in Jacksonville can tell you this fucking music scene here is garbage. Uh, it's all about Orlando. Um, and back home, all my buddies are still there. Uh, old bandmates. Um, I see, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so you want to go back there eventually it. and start doing live performances? Yeah, mm -hmm. Yes. And hopefully eventually touring. That would be awesome. Come to fucking New York. That would, yeah, Saint, that would be one of the main Come ones. to St. Vitus. No, fucking, I'll go anywhere. That'll have me. Yeah, that'd be cool. You probably go to, like, probably you probably go to something like a little bit, I don't know, you probably go to something in, like, Williamsburg or something. Uh, a small, like, mm -hmm. bar or something. I don't know. Um, yeah, fucking, I'd have to start off small, either that or fucking hitch my wagon to another band. But yeah, I yeah, ask Ryan to do that. <laughs> uh, you could, I know, it's like, I mean, it seems like you have connections. You could always. What I'm saying mm -hmm. is, you're definitely your music's definitely good enough. I feel like if you shared it with some other bigger artists, they would like it. Yeah, that uh, and that's the intention. Uh, eventually, if you do it too much, then it gets you'll a little bit. Like, it's too you'll much. feel like an asshole. Yeah, yeah and you can't like, be an asshole about it. Yeah. Yeah, but like sometimes you have to like kind of silence the voice in your head. Yeah. You want like it to be natural. You don't want to force it. Anybody where my audience were to do music, I'd want to hear it. Like so, honestly, that's how I view it. And now I usually just send it out. I've had good responses, but uh, Ryan by far is always the best. So. That's awesome. But, Dude, he's really cool. I, yeah, um, I'll definitely have to he's see what man. happens with him because I would love to see what goes into Holy Fawn. They're one of my favorite bands. I love uh, Drag Me Into the Woods. That shit's fire shit. Mm -hmm. Yeah, their new record uh, is next level. I felt And they were good live, too. It after it. Yeah, uh, yeah. They're, like, really uh, they good are, live. They are fucking next level. I mean, they they changed the game for me. Yeah, I they felt like I was did. entering their world with this record. Yeah, and, uh, that's those are the like, vibes oh, I'm, I'm trying to go with. Yeah. Those are definitely the yeah. vibes. Like when I think of shoegaze, that I when if someone asks me what kind of shoegaze I listen to, sure, Slow Dive is my favorite shoegaze band, but I more generally listen to uh shit like Holy Fawn. Mm -hmm. um, I like that screamo shoegaze. type shit. I love when people scream over like the softest fucking sounds i love mm -hmm. i love anything that is both shoegaze but heavy mm -hmm. it's two opposing yeah. fucking it's two opposing natures that are able to mm -hmm. unify and create something um beautiful like this shit's fire yeah no that's uh and that goes back to my point on title fight was that was the whole reason i loved them that was, I mean, they wrote an entire record that the the emo scene at the time fucking hated. And I felt like everybody was taking crazy pills because it was like fucking, it was shoegaze with screams. It, to me, it was perfect. It was head in the ceiling Sounds band amazing. every track. Yeah. So, and people bagged on him so much, they left uh, the scene. That's and uh, I'll never, forever. I'll never forgive you guys or slash emo. Yeah, um, exactly. But, um. But Holy Fawn is, yeah, they are they are the innovators of that entire realm to me. So, yeah, no, they're definitely, yeah. they definitely changed the game as far with shoegaze or what we understand mm -hmm. shoegazes to be. Um, yeah. 
and it's such pretty an umbrella heavy term. noises pretty heavy noises that's that's what they describe themselves mm-hmm. as exactly uh, yeah i have my um my nothing sweater here i have a bunch of bands that i do want to wear but nothing another good bands i don't want to overdo it another good I mean? one another great one <laughs> yeah fantastic it's kind of late maybe we can do a uh, part two in a little bit when you have uh some yeah. more stuff released or something and we can do a uh, absolutely sam glass absolutely coward or robert we will Fort. ride the tracks once again on this model yeah. podcast just grab your motherfucking Hell boots. yeah baby grab your motherfucking grab your spurs motorcycle boots grab your motorcycle boots grab your motorhead t-shirts throw lamb chops grab your uh, get the uh I need you to bring your fucking SpongeBob costume. I need yeah, you to grab fucking a fucking dress up like Patrick Star and uh tell me uh you care. That's all I need. That made me feel really bad. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just okay, uh so yeah, we have some stuff. Some well we basically uh he's coming out with some stuff eventually, but for now he has all this fucking material that you should check out uh especially uh the one he just came out with so tell tell us really cool we have less than a minute uh tell everyone what you would be like oh hey this is what i want you guys to know about my music or who i am really quick uh yeah so i am an experimental alternative artist i've been around for a few uh just released a record called black masks it means the world to me I hope people check it out. They love it. Appreciate it. If you love sad shit, if you love dancey shit, if you love shoegazy shit, if you like getting a little weird. You like getting like just it. a little weird. Just a teeny if bit If you like weird. getting a little bit weird. Oh,